Hello everybody, it's Melissa. Welcome back to another episode. I am just sitting here in my bedroom looking out the window at the rain falling heavily. I'm really tired of it. I live in California and it's supposed to be sunny here, but we've been getting a lot of rain this year, more than usual, I think, and it's been just gloomier than usual and colder than usual for longer than usual, and I'm really over it. I really want the sunshine in my life. Um, Weather really affects my mood a lot. I think I probably have mentioned this on the podcast before. Uh, Weather really affects my mood, and I really don't like being cold. I don't like cold or wind or rain or all that annoying weather that like gets you wet and messed up and freezing I just don't like it like give me a good moderately sunny day please sometime soon spring is coming we are moving forward in time and spring will be here soon and I will be happier and I just got my eye on that um life updates I am starting a new job soon, kind of nervous about that. I need to just do a full episode on that, that coming soon. Uh, I start orientation uh, next week on Monday for that. So I will fill you guys in on that soon. I'm just kind of, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm, I have very mixed emotions. Uh, yeah, so I'm still in school plugging away at that and things have just been a little bit busy and and hectic around here so I haven't had as much time lately to record episodes as I would like and I really I miss talking to you guys and I miss recording as often as I used to um, and I'm hoping that I can get back into talking to you guys more often uh, but anyway uh, the thing I'm going to talk about today is that I did have time recently I, I made time recently because this was out of necessity. It really was, and it's finally happened. I made myself a friendship chart. If you've listened to my prior episodes on friendship and trying to navigate friendships and trying to figure out where you stand with people and all of that jazz, uh, and I've mentioned like there needs to be some parameters and like a chart of like who belongs where, what is appropriate for what. Um, So I made, I sat down and I typed it out on a spreadsheet. Um, It's pretty well complete, although I feel like I do need to add a, so I have like different tiers, like different levels of friend. And then I have like, the the requirements that go along with that level of friendship. But then I think I need to add into this chart like how that relationship will look in real life, but I haven't gone that far with it yet. But this for now feels it feels pretty good and it's allowed me to sort of like look at the people around me in my life and sort of categorize them. And then I can kind of like, um, I can kind of gauge where we're at or like base my expectations of that person and that relationship on where they're at 
on my list on where they where they fall on the friendship tiers. So I'm gonna like go over this with you guys. I'm just gonna like read off and I'll probably post this up on the Instagram too. This has got to be like one of the most autistic things I've ever done, but it really it was fun to do as far as like I mean, I just love categorizing things and making lists and labeling things. I've told you guys like I love a label. I love just knowing where things fit and how they can be um, categorized. And it just, it just felt good. It felt good to write all this down and to see it, to lay it out in front of me. Um, and like I said, it really has helped me to look around and be like, okay, like how many tier one friends do I really have? How, who fits on tier two? Who's just an acquaintance, which would be a tier five. Okay, so I'm gonna go over it right now. And uh, yeah, so tier one, this is the highest tier of friend. It would be considered like a quote, best friend. I don't believe in having one best friend really. Um, although I really do only have one best friend, but that's just because not many people fit into this category right now. Um, but because I don't know, maybe it's cause I'm autistic and I have, I'm more, it's more difficult to get to the best friend level with me. You know what I mean? You guys know what I mean. Um, but I do believe that you can have more than one best friend. Uh, Gray wanted to know if they fit on my best friend tier. And I'm like, no, you don't go on the friendship tiers because you're my relational partner. Like you're my, you're my romantic partner you know what I mean like yeah I do consider Gray like one of my best friends sure but like it feels weird to me to categorize the person you're in a relate like a romantic relationship as a best friend even though I feel like they have to sort of um they do have to fit the standard of a best friend I feel like they should but they shouldn't be your best friend. This is just my opinion. I feel like you need a best friend outside of your relationship too, you know? Um, anyway, so um, I'll try and keep the rambling to a minimum, but I'm already not doing a very good job. I'm sorry. Okay, tier one, best friend. So this has, okay, this category definitely has the most requirements. It has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, the second, yeah, it has the most. The second closest uh, tier has eight different requirements. So best friend has the most requirements with ten. Here they are. One, you enjoy being in their presence and always look forward to seeing them. So this is not a person who, when you're around, you're like looking at the clock or you're like, oh, like you truly enjoy being around them. When you have plans to hang out, you look forward to seeing them. You're like, yay, I get to hang out with this person. And it's fun. You know, it feels good. Uh, number two, you're completely comfortable around them. That's very important in a best friend. I shouldn't have to mask around my best friend. My best friend shouldn't make me feel like they don't want to see the authentic me. You know what I mean? Number three, the relationship is reciprocal when it comes to desire and communication. This one is really important to me. This is why not a lot of people made it into this category because of this one because there are a lot of friendships that I have that don't feel reciprocal. I feel like I'm the one who's always making an effort 
to reach out, to hang out, to ask them how they're doing, whatever. And I'm not good at that kind of stuff. And so those relationships generally uh, don't do very well because I need someone who's willing, like if you're giving me 100%, I'm gonna be able to reciprocate that way easier. Um, I feel like it's way easier for me to keep a friendship going when there's a lot of give and take instead of if I feel like I'm the only one ever reaching out or if that person like very rarely reaches out to me, it's just hard. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that one's super important. Um, the fourth one, you feel like you could ask them for help if needed and not feel weird or bad about it. So say your car's broken down and you need a ride somewhere or like, you're sick and maybe you need someone to like run to the store for you. I don't know. There's like Instacart now for stuff like that, but these are just examples of things that I would, with most people, I would feel weird about asking them to do a thing to help me out. Uh, but with your best friend, you can be like, Hey, you know, I need this thing or I need help with this and not feel weird or awkward. Uh, okay. Next one. Number for five, conversations flow freely, and when there is silence, it doesn't feel awkward. So I'm not a person who needs to have a constant conversation going between myself and someone else, although it's great when you do have a friend where the conversation does flow pretty easily. Um, my best friend and I have really easy communication. We kind of just always seem to have something to talk about, which is cool. Um, but also when she comes to visit, so she doesn't live in the state, she lives up in Washington. Um, you know, she'll be here for three, four, five days. So we're not going to be talking that entire time. No, (laughs) no, no, no. And, but when we do have silence between us, it doesn't feel awkward. We'll just be like hanging out and not talking and it's great. It's fine. Whereas with some people, Silence definitely definitely feels awkward. And that's where it's like, then you feel like you have to make small talk or you get panicked like because you're like, oh my God, this is awkward. I'm being awkward. There's silence. Uh, this person's probably bored. What could I say? What could I say? And then you end up saying something that's dumb. I don't know. Um, next one, number six. Uh, you talk or text fairly often and have had deep and meaningful conversations. So I specified that you have had deep and meaningful conversations because I don't feel like every single conversation has to be deep and meaningful, but I feel like I really like deep, meaningful conversations with people. I want to get to know you. I want to know, you know, the the deeper things about people. Um, Yeah, you can talk about lighthearted kind of fun things once in a while, but like, honestly, I really like... I I like just talking about real stuff, you know? Otherwise it just feels small talky and weird and awkward and not interesting. Um, The part that says you talk and text fairly often. So like when I think about my best friend and I, uh, we don't talk or text super often, to be honest. This part is kind of flexible for me because I'm like, I'm not a person that like needs you to be texting me every day. But my best friend and I, when we do get on the phone with each other, which is usually once a month or maybe once every other month, we'll talk for like three hours. And so we catch up on all the stuff that we miss if we had been like texting or talking every day. Um, 
So that just kind of depends on the on the relationship, but it's more of the the quality of the conversations, honestly, than the quantity of them from my perspective. Um, seven, is this number seven? One, two, three. I don't have these numbered. Seven, yes. Uh, you feel energized and happy after being around them. And I put in parentheses, not exhausted or worried. <laughs> because let's be honest, like a lot of the times that I hang out with people by the end I'm super exhausted and not only am I exhausted I'm super worried that I came off as weird or awkward or that they didn't have a good time or that I did something or said something wrong and I'll like spend the next couple of days like analyzing the conversation trying to figure out if maybe I did or said something wrong it's just like that's exhausting it's not great Um, but I feel like with a best friend you really don't have to worry about that and one thing that I love about my best friend is that um, we do have really open communication so I feel like if I did ever come across as weird or say anything that could be considered like not okay or whatever she would just like tell me and I wouldn't have to worry about it but also like she matches my level of weird and awkward so I don't really ever worry about that with her it's great it's like I don't have to it's just fine and I feel like I I feel energized because I'm not masking heavily and worrying and overanalyzing and you know all of that stuff combined is just like it's exhausting and by the end of a hangout time with someone you can be like really really tired from that Um, Okay, number eight, Uh, you hang out with them in person as often as possible. So this one's also kind of flexible because like I said, my best friend lives in another state. So um, that means that we don't get to hang out super often. We probably see each other twice a year, but that's as often as possible. So we hang out in person as often as possible. When you have to take a plane and take time off of work and stuff, it's hard. But the point of that one is like, if my best friend did live in town, I would make time to hang out with them as often as I possibly could because it feels good to hang out with them um, as evidenced by all of these other previous points that I just went over, Um, one through seven so far. Um, Wait, one through eight so far. Uh, Okay, number nine, they make you feel special and like you are important to them. This one sort of goes hand in hand with like the the reciprocation one where it's like the relationship feels reciprocal. This kind of is like similar to that where, you know, I want someone, you know, you don't have to be like doing a bunch of stuff to make me feel special. But what I mean by that is like, I want to feel like I'm as important to you as you are to me because I've definitely been in some one-sided friendships before where I was like, hey, <laughs> When I make a new friend, sometimes like someone that I really like, I will get really excited about the person. I need to do an episode on this of like new friends and how it feels sort of like too exciting sometimes when you meet someone that you really like and feel like could be a good friendship person. Um, And that person becomes more often than not seemingly more important to me than I am 
to them. Because a lot of other people in the world, especially the, I mean, the neurotypicals of the world and like also, you know, I don't know. There's just a lot of people out there who have a lot of friends. They have like a big friend circle. So oftentimes like someone will feel super special to me, but I'll just be like one of their many, many friends. And I'm like, okay, like this isn't working out because I feel like you're like really up there on my friendship tiers and uh I'm at the bottom of yours or I'm just like one of your one of your people that's floating around in your friendship bowl um so yeah I need to I need to feel like I'm important to that person um and the last one is you have a lot in common with them I feel like that is I think that there are certain things that you have to have in common with someone in order for them to be a best friend. Like your communication styles, your uh, core beliefs, um, the, you know, the things that you are excited about, the way you treat people, you know, you just have to have things in common. They don't, you don't have to have everything in common. I feel like some differences between friends are okay, but like on the big things, you kind of have to match, you know? It's just like any other relationship where it's like, yeah, they say opposites attract, but I feel like you just have to be opposite in the right ways for that to work out. Because if you're opposite in the wrong ways, you're just not going to vibe or gel with somebody. So I really feel like I do need to have a lot in common with someone for them to make it to, to tier one best friend status. So yeah, after I made this list, I was like thinking about all my friends and I was like, oh man, I really do only have one tier one best friend person in my life um and that's okay that's enough for me right now I mean I I do have a new friend that I made that is quickly approaching a tier one friend already um and we'll see if they make it there I think they have a good shot (laughs) it's a very (laughs) I feel like it's like a you need an I need an audition process or something. I'm, okay, so tier two is a close friend. This one has only two requirements. So the first requirement is this person is very important to you and you feel close to them, but they don't check all of the best friend boxes. And the second thing is less of like a requirement and more of just like a clarification that they are more than a friend, which is tier three, but less than a best friend. So they're sort of like, they're inching out of regular friend territory, closer to best friend territory. Um, but you know, they're not quite best friend yet, or maybe ever. Like not everyone, it's not like a fluid system always. Like people probably just sometimes stay where they're at. So I have, I have a few close friends, friends that I do like to see, like they check most of the best friend boxes, but maybe like, um, I don't always feel good after hanging out with them, or maybe the relationship doesn't feel as reciprocal as I want it to, or, you know, like there's just something missing there that would push them to the best friend tier. Um, so they're in the close friend tier because, you know, they're, they're more than just a friend, they're an important person in my life, but you know, tier one is tier one. It's the gold standard guys. (laughs) Takes a lot. Takes 10 things at least. Um, okay. So tier three is just friend. 
So, so far we have tier one, best friend, tier two, close friend, tier three, friend. So friend has the second most requirements. There's eight of these. So with a friend for me, um, number one, the relationship doesn't always feel reciprocal. Um, number two, the conversation isn't always flowing and the silence can seem awkward. Uh, number three, you hang out with them occasionally. Uh, number four, you feel like your friendship means something to them, but you are not particularly more special than any of their other friends. So this is what I was talking about a second ago. Like you're, you're a friend to them and they're a friend to you, but they don't see you as someone, you know, that's super special or high up on their list if they had one, which they probably don't because I'm weird and I make a list about things like this. Um, next one, number five. Uh, you sometimes wonder if they like you due to mixed signals or lack of contact or lack of reciprocation. So this is a big one to me. Um, this will keep someone out of close friend or best friend territory for sure. Like if I, if I have to wonder or worry about whether or not you even like me, uh, that's a problem. But I have friends who I think I wonder that about. I'm like, does this person even like me? And then we hang out on occasion and I'm like they seem like they like me that was a that was a pretty good time but it's like just a weird place to exist in someone's life where I'm like I can't tell and maybe that's the autism and maybe it's just maybe it's them and not me I have no idea how to know these things but anyway I know if I get that feeling that's that's a sign that you're just like a regular that's your regular friend that's fine um number six um, you text and message with them occasionally. So they're not like on your regular rotation of, you know, check-ins or talking to or whatever. Occasionally means it's kind of like a loose word. In my mind, I know what occasionally means. Um, you know, it seems sort of like a vague word, but I know in my mind occasionally what that would be defined as. Um, we might all have different, um, ideas of what occasionally might mean, but uh, number seven, uh, you have a good amount of things in common. So you don't have a, you know, you don't necessarily have to have a lot in common with a friend, but you have enough things in common to where like, yeah, you get along. Okay. And you have some things to talk about, you know what I mean? And, uh, the last one is that you feel fairly comfortable around them. Like you don't always feel like you can totally be a hundred percent yourself or unmask and all of that jazz, but you feel pretty comfortable. You're like, you know, this person's pretty cool. I feel okay about them, <laughs> you know? Uh, okay, tier four. These, so these last three tiers don't have very many um, like requirements or whatever, stipulations, whatever we want to call them. Tier four is the potential friend. So the potential friend is that you've seen them around via like, mutual friends or activities that you do um, or you've hung out in a group setting and you feel like you could be friends with them but you're not quite there yet and these are people that you feel a desire to get to know better so you know sometimes you'll hang out in a group setting or you'll be around someone at like an activity or a hobby that you do and you don't really have a desire to get to know them better. Seeing them at that group hangout or that activity is enough for you. That's fine. Um, and I have a category for that coming up. Um, but 
this is a person that's like, you know, I feel like I would, I would like to potentially be friends with this person. And maybe it takes a while to like get there and start building that, but they have the potential to be a friend. That's why they're called a potential friend. Um, okay. Tier five is the acquaintance. This one has three things. Uh, you rarely see them or only see them under certain planned circumstances like work or you have a class together, whatever. Um, you don't know very much about them. That's very much an acquaintance thing. Um, and you like them, but they probably aren't someone you would take the time to pursue a friendship with. So that's just like I was mentioning a second ago, like you might, you know, I, I'm an aerialist. I take aerial lessons. I'm in an aerial performance group. Um, and I feel like some of those people are friends. Some of those people are close friends. Some of those people are potential friends and some of them are acquaintances. Um, I like being around all of them. Like I don't, I don't mind any of them, but some of them have more potential or at a, or at a higher tier. The acquaintance is someone that I'm like, you're nice. You're lovely. You're fine when I'm around you, but like, I'm not trying to, I don't really want to get to know you. That sounds like cold or heartless or what you know, but, but there's people out there that you're just like, I don't really care about getting to know this person. Like it's not. Getting to know someone requires some some effort and some interest, you know? And it's not a big deal. Like, not everyone has to want to get to know everyone that they come into contact with. It's just like, I'm happy being around you when I'm around you. And when I'm not around you, you don't really cross my mind. And I don't really have a desire to take it further. Um, tier six, last tier is the social media friend. I had to add this one in because I do have a lot of social media friends and some of you guys have become my social media friends where it's like someone you connect with most often or only via social media. And the second thing is that you message each other, you know things about each other, but you live far away or haven't met in person. Now a social media person or a social media friend can be someone that you've met in person. But I just said in the first one, someone you connect with most often or only via social media. Cause I have a couple of social media friends um, that I have met in person once or twice. Um, and that's how we became social media friends. Like maybe I met them in person and I'm like, oh, I'm going to follow you on Instagram. And then there's one person in particular that I can think of that I met at a vegan festival um, a few years ago, four or five years ago, probably. Um, and we started following each other on Instagram. And I know a lot about her and we message pretty often on social media. But like, I don't know if I'll ever see her in person again. Um, but... I reply to her like stories, you know, there's just people that you connect with, but it sort of just stays on social media mostly, you know, and it, those relationships, those types of friendships still feel pretty special to me. That's why I'm still sticking it out on social media, even though social media sometimes makes me feel really terrible in certain ways. Um, there are people that I know on social media that I would miss if I didn't get to have that contact with them or see their face or see their updates about their life. I do feel like social media friendships can be really great for neurodivergent people and autistic people in particular because you get that interaction and it's less pressure to me at least. This is my perspective of like, oh, we can just 
message and it's casual and I get to like see things about you without having to know what to ask. Like you, oh, you ate at this restaurant. Like, that's cool. Like, I don't have to go up to you and be like, what did you do today? How is everything going? How's your job? Like you're posting about that stuff. And then I can just like reply to it. I don't have to be tasked with like coming up with questions to ask you and conversation starters and stuff like that. So social media is good for stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like it does, it has its it's high points. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the friendship list tiers one through six. Like I said, it really helped me to be able to sort of like categorize the people in my life, which sounds really weird. (laughs) Maybe not to you guys, but I feel like to someone who's not autistic, that might sound very odd and very like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, very sort of too like logical for like relationships. I feel like a lot of people think that relationships need to be based solely on like emotion and feelings. Are emotion and feelings the same two things I think they are, but you know what I mean? Um, And not necessarily based on logic, but to me, I really need the logic piece in there because I, I really have to know where people fit because even since I made this chart, I've had moments where like maybe a friend has done something or not done something and I'm, I've used the friendship tiers <laughs> to sort of comfort myself in that moment and be like, oh, well, they're only a tier three friend, so I can't expect them to do this or be this or know this, you know? So that's okay. And it makes me feel better. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, you know? And yeah, I don't know. It's It's been really helpful. Like I said, I will post this on, on Instagram. Yeah, I'll post it. And uh, yeah. I don't know. I just, my mind went, just wandered off in a weird direction there. And I was about to go on a tangent, but I'm not going to do that because I've already been talking for 30 minutes and this turned into a longer episode than I thought, but hopefully you guys enjoy it because I know friendships are tricky. And I know you guys feel that because my second most popular episode I ever posted is the one that's called friendships are tricky. And it has so many listens and so many downloads. And I'm like, that means that everyone else also relates to that. And they're like, oh, friendships are tricky. I want to listen to this episode. Um, And this is a thing that I did for myself that I'm implementing that's making friendships feel a little bit less tricky. They're still tricky. It's still always going to be hard. But like, this is an accommodation for me. This is a thing that I can pull from and be like, hey, this helps. And that's good. And whenever we can find things like that, I think it's a good thing no matter if other people think it's weird or not, right? I'm over, I'm kind of over worrying about if other people think I'm weird most of the time. Maybe not 100% of the time if I'm being honest, but uh, with you guys, I can be my full authentic weirdo self, right? No one's gonna care. Um, Yeah, so anyway, that's enough rambling for me. I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, If you want more content, you can join the Patreon for $5 a month. I do two bonus episodes a month on the Patreon and we have the Discord server that we're on, which is just sort of like a little um, little interactive online community where we just sort of talk to each other and it's a great group and it's growing and it's 
thriving and I love it and we're all just a bunch of autistic supporting each other over there so anyway that's the patreon I'll put the link in the show notes for that and uh yeah otherwise yeah follow on instagram and oh rate and review the show if you're able to do that on the platform you're listening on I um haven't mentioned that a lot lately but yeah that does help other people kind of find the show if the show has good ratings and all of that. So if you're giving it a rating, give it a good rating. Okay. If you don't like the show, then you don't have to give a rating. That's fine. Just leave and don't listen anymore. <laughs> okay. That's all for today, you guys. And I will talk to you all next time. Hopefully soon. I need to make more time. Bye.